Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365. Hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Good morning, Birds fans. It's game week. We've been waiting to say that for quite some time, and we can now officially say it. It is game week for the National Football League and the 2023 season to kick off Thursday night for the Chiefs and the Lions and then the Birds on Sunday in New England against the Patriots. We are Mac and Mac, your Birds 365 duo, John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Johnny Mac, are you ready for some football? Uh, week one, uh, we made it, Jody. Uh, we're finally here. Am I ready for some football? I don't, it's too hot out. It doesn't feel like football weather to me. Feels like, uh, you know, Billy's wild card weather. But I think people are going to be psyched up uh, by Sunday. But, yeah, a little bit of a heat wave. Doesn't feel footballish to me outside. Not just yet, but uh, the Eagles won't practice all that hard anyway but they wouldn't have if it was a crisp 61 degrees either so that's not going to change much of anything uh lay out the eagles week for us the i i believe that the eagles fans and our streamers like to know this like to be on the inside what the timing is like between now and kickoff sunday in new england uh, it's like a typical Sunday game week for the Eagles. Uh, so they're back on the practice field Wednesday afternoon, 2.40-ish uh, practice. Uh, Thursday, they'll practice again. Friday, they have uh, more of a light practice, which is always. And Saturday, a uh, little bit of a walkthrough, and then obviously game day Sunday. So it replicates a typical Sunday week. Uh, you know, a lot of teams were back at work yesterday on Labor Day. You have that extra day if you want it. Um, a lot of teams use it. The Eagles don't use it. Um, 
you know, but again, it's hard to complain with the Eagles' results uh, from both a performance standpoint and uh, uh, obviously a health standpoint. So, you know, they're a good football team, and they think if they execute that they're going to win football games. And I, I can't disagree with their philosophy right now. It would be interesting. I don't think it would be good. Maybe it certainly wouldn't be good for the fans. It'd be interesting how they would handle this type of thing if they weren't as good, because then I think you would try to try to push the envelope a little bit. But they're a good football team, and they right. know it, and they believe it, and they have confidence in themselves. If they're getting the results that they're looking for, they're not going to change anything. They, <laughs> a couple of years ago, basically when Sirianni was hired and uh, was a young coach who was taking direction from the entire organization as much as he was, they made this call where less is more and they've gotten the results they wanted. So they're not going to uh, do a 180 and go where more is more, but uh, we'll see. And we all expect them to have a very good season, including one very well-respected writer who thinks they're going to have the ultimate season. But I get to that in a second. Before we do, we must adjust like the Eagles have with their practice squad. Threw the practice squad together last week. All right, this is who we're going forward with. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. They're already making oh, changes yeah. and swaps to the practice squad. Your friend of mine, Nicholas Morrow, is back. We had Nick yeah. Morrow all summer long, and could he actually start? And here's one where you and I were actually all over. We weren't the only ones. I don't want to say we, we, we cut through the, the noise on this, but when Nicholas Morrow signed his free agent contract, and we found out that he got zero guaranteed money. We really did question whether he was the guy to come in and be a starting linebacker for the Eagles. He's going to prove it on the field is what we said. But the fact that they left themselves an out with a zero cap hit told you they were far from married to Nicholas Morrow. And of course, Morrow got cut and he was not on the original practice squad, but they bring him back here which to me only makes sense. A lot of this, John, at the beginning of the year is the numbers game as much as anything else. You always want to keep all the best players. You want to evaluate everybody fairly and equally. But the the game is a numbers game, and you have to have depth at uh, all positions across the board. And they just didn't have much linebacker depth on this team. So I'm not surprised tomorrow's back at you. No, not at all. I expected him to be on the practice squad, um, you know, but you're you're always a little bit concerned. My thought process on the lag is that, uh, you know, he wanted to see, you know, wanted to take his time and see if he could find an open spot somewhere in the league on a 53-man roster. And if he didn't get it, he'd be back. And I think that's exactly what happened. Um, and I, you know, I think it's a good thing, to be honest. I don't think he had a bad camp. I, I, I don't, I haven't seen anybody say he had a bad camp. Now I don't think he had a good camp either. Not a very splashy player, but he knows how to play. Um, and I think the lack of depth at that position, he's, he's, uh, uh, uh I, I don't want to say important piece, but he's uh, a piece the Eagles should have kept. Uh, they ultimately did keep, um, and we'll see how they handle things as far as elevations. They still have, you know, time. As I said, they practice on Wednesday. So, you know, this thing isn't – I wouldn't lock this thing in until till Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday before practice. They, the Eagles tend to release these things about 10 minutes before practice begins. Um, they've worked out four punters, for instance. So 
they've been pretty consistent saying, if we can find an upgrade to Aaron Sipas, we're going to do it. But if we don't see an upgrade, they're probably going to move forward with Aaron. Um, so we'll, we should know by Wednesday at the start of practice whether they're going to bring a punter in. Um, and that will clear, clear up some room as far as potential elevations for Sunday's game. And I would think if, if you add a punter to the 53, then it becomes, you know, there's there's an, another avenue for a player like Nicholas Morrow to get elevated on, on game day. Uh, and if he does, and he plays well, performs, whether that's on special teams most likely or, or even, you know, as a as a complimented linebacker, uh, there's a chance he can get added to the 53 down the line. But I think the Eagles, as they typically are, are, are ahead of the curve. Howie has said pretty constantly, it's not 53 anymore. It's 69. Uh, that's how they look at it. Now, you don't want to be on the practice squad from a player's perspective because you don't make as much money. But um, from the Eagles' standpoint, they they utilized it well. Uh, they kept the players they wanted to keep. They were concerned about losing. Um, and, and and they've gotten players back that they should have gotten back. So um, it, it's a new world when it comes to the, the roster uh, and how people manipulate it. And the Eagles are usually, as I said, out in front of those things. And it seems like they are out in front again, to be honest. One of the guys that did pay a price – was Kyron Johnson, who was uh, let go uh, draft pick from just last year. So they, they've acknowledged, all right, he wasn't the player that we thought he was. You talked about Morrow not being a bad player in preseason, just didn't make any splash plays. I'd say the same thing about Kyron Johnson. You were hoping that you'd get some splash plays from him. It really never happened his entire time here in Philadelphia. Do you remember – a splash play that Kyron Johnson made that I'm forgetting. No, he was brought in as as a potential, you know, special teams guy. We, you know, I always talk about their their history, and he was a really good special teams player in college. Kind of a tweener on defense. I mean, he doesn't really have a position. He's he's way too small to be an edge rusher. Um. But, you know, he doesn't have the instincts to be an all-ball linebacker. So he's kind of that tweener, and they tried both ways. They, they moved him to all-ball linebacker in the spring. They moved him back uh, to edge rusher, and the Eagles are so deep up front. But the disappointing part to me is he never really developed as a special teams player uh, because that's what but I let, think. Let me ask you that. Was he not number two on the birds in special teams? Yeah, but but it, it's not about – it's sort of like, you know, to use the Nicholas Morrow, so we're talking about that. Tackles are not a good stat as far as, you know, somebody – I always make the NBA comparison. So if, if you got a bad team in the NBA, somebody's got to score. Somebody has to – somebody scores. Uh, you're going to score a certain amount of points, and, you know, somebody could be a 20-point-a-game a scorer in a, a, a bad NBA team, and if they go to a good one, you know, they might be the eighth man on the bench, uh, and they're not going to – they're not going to play that much. The Eagles had a bad special teams unit um, last year. It was the only weak part of their team. They were bottom five, whether you want to look at Goslin's rankings, whether you want to look at uh, pro football focus, whether you want to look at uh, DVOA from our buddies at Football Outsiders, formerly Football Outsiders. They were bad. 
20 point scorer on a bad NBA team. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't great on special teams. And that was a little bit of a disappointment. I remember Michael Clay saying, you know, there's a big difference between college special teams and, and pro special teams. Um, it, you know, really shows up on punters. Like people say, Oh, this guy did this in college. They're slow, so slow getting the ball off in college punting wise. They do all that hanky stuff with the, um, and you can't do that in the pros. And all of a sudden, guys got to speed up, and it affects uh, the way they punt the football. It is really different from from the college and pro level. Similarly, not not as identifiable, but it's kind of similar on coverage teams as well. And he just, you know, he didn't have great film grades as a special teams player but as a defensive player as i said the bigger issue is it's a tweener and we always see tweeners and they can't find a position for him yeah you and i see special teams a little differently i get the whole point that you're trying to make that just tackles are not to be all end all but if they had made a tackle in the super bowl who knows maybe they win the game so i'm not going to discount tackles as uh, easily as you do and here's why I do have an issue with the Philadelphia Eagles right here, right now, as I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl. To quote the immortal Orange Cassidy, I get the feeling. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Come I on. am absolutely going to do it to you. I get the feeling that when asked, the Philadelphia Eagles about special teams would say, whatever. I They don't care. And I believe they're going to try and do it on the fly. And they're going to go, yeah, number 18, go play special teams. Who's 18? Who cares? Just go play special teams. That's the accord that they're giving special teams. You and I talk all the time about the valuation. I think that although it's somewhat league-wide, I think it's worse here in Philadelphia, they have completely devalued special teams and said, no, we're putting together our roster for the most important, even the depth, and got to have someone to replace in case somebody gets hurt. And it's all about doing it positionally from the line of scrimmage. And Kyron Johnson never splashed. So that's why I think he's gone. I don't think he was that bad a special teams player. But I don't think they care. I think they're just going to make up special teams as they go along. And Michael Clay, good luck, big guy. Because I don't think they've done bit one to help Michael Clay with special teams this offseason. Well, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, and I've said, you know, from the start, from when they made the 53-man roster, I said they don't care about special teams anymore. But, I, you know, and that part I agree with. As far as Chiron, now, if you look at guys, if it's just the preseason, right? I, I always say, and that's the reason Gardner was a tremendous, Makai Gardner was a tremendous special teams player in the preseason. Um you know, he had fit. He, he he led the team. I'm just pulling it up here. He led the team with 50 reps, 12 on kickoff return, 13 on coverage, 11 on punt return, eight on punt coverage, field goal block. He was on everything, uh, and he had one of the best grades in the entire NFL. If you if you PFF, but the more concerning thing for me with Kyron Johnson, just how few reps he played on special teams. Like Dan Arnold played more. I'm running down the list. Goodrich played more. Uh, Lovato, well, Lovato, forget about Lovato. 
Tyree Jackson played more. Janarius Robinson played more. Ringo played more. Teron Jackson played more. Brady Russell played more. Kayvon Wallace played more, which makes sense. He's a good special teams well, player. My question to Howie Roseman and whoever else putting the roster together, why did he make the practice squad to begin with? If, well, if you had already decided, you're making it sound like by quoting the special team snatch here, and that's his strength, special teams, because it sure as hell wasn't from the line of scrimmage. Why was he on the fifty, the the, the sixty nine to begin with? If well, he'd already I, decided not playing him on special teams in the preseason games that this guy was done, why was he even here to begin with? Well, because you have sixteen guys, and you had a placeholder for Nick Morrow anyway. Now it could have been they also brought in uh, Tyre Phillips, so. Uh, they cut two players, but you know, so if you do it from that standpoint, right? 53, 69, he's the 68th or 69th guy on the roster. And if you find somebody better, you churn the back end of the roster. Uh, and that's what the Eagles did. Maybe they're wrong, but you know, and there were about five other players who played more than him uh, that I didn't get to in the, on special teams. So if you're brought in as a special teams player and you're not even playing on special teams, I mean, yeah, they're probably waiting for Nick Morrow to say yes or no. Um, and he didn't say it and he took some time. And when he said yes, they had to create a spot or they got a former third round pick in, in Tyre Phillips, offensive lineman, started some. They were able to get him. And you churn the back end of the roster. I mean, that poor kid from the Chargers, he was here for, I don't even know minutes, if he, yeah. yeah, he was here for 20 minutes, like Ugi Amadi, um, Ugo. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's just life in the NFL. Uh, and he might be back. Nick says all the time, you know, Kyron Johnson's a draft pick. We know how the team feels about draft picks. And if somebody else gets hurt, he might be back if nobody else picks him up. Um well, I'm with you on special teams. They don't give a crap about special teams. And right now, if you look at it, it's it's Christian Ellis, who's a very good player. I think he proved that last year. And if he played the whole season, he would have been way ahead of basically everybody at special teams tackles. But he didn't. He played about seven, eight games. Um, Josh Job, who's pretty good at it. Um, and I think you know, that's where Kalei Ringo's got to help right off the bat. Um, and he's got the athleticism to do it, but we'll see. I mean, it takes more than that. But, yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable. They weren't good. People say, well, they weren't good. I've heard this a number of times. you probably heard it too, Jody. They weren't good enough, so you should change anyway. Well, that's true, but I don't know. You know. Right, but you got 11 guys – on any special teams unit, you can't evaluate them and say, all right, we got to clean this up. Start with the 11th best guy, then move on to the 10th best guy, then he's ninth best, then the 8th best guy. You don't start with your best player and go, ah, oh, we got to change everything. We just got to wipe, wipe the deck clean. No. Even as bad as they were as a unit, there were some guys that were good special teams players. Unfortunately, they're on IR and their names are. Mac Man and uh, Sean Bradley, uh, and they've got to find ways to uh, replace them. And they'll elevate guys who are the middle of their practice, uh, their special teams, and hopefully they can step up and take a bigger role. But you're right about uh, Kaylee Bingo, because if he doesn't play special teams, he's not getting on the field. Because if the Eagles stay healthy at cornerback, 
he's not jumping in anytime soon. So hopefully he understands that this is my gig. I'll get my chance at some point to be able to compete for an on-field uh, cornerback spot, but it's probably not happening this year, which means you're going to find a way to contribute to the Philadelphia Eagles insurance. I'll hope that that's be a special teams. I need John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. We're counting down to the beginning of the Eagles season. Uh, Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports post to hop on with us. I haven't even got to my guy Peter King yet, who he's all Boy, in. He's all, all over this team. Man. He is all in with the Philadelphia Eagles this Ooh. year. Uh, if you're a, like me, Peter King devotee, yeah, you got to be happy about his read on the upcoming 2023 season. We'll get Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports Read next when we come back here on Birds 365. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. It is officially game week here on Birds 365 as we are counting down the days to the Eagles get the season underway. In New England against the Patriots here to give us 
some eagle insights, some eagle predictions, some eagle truths, let's hope. Jeff Kerr from CBSSports.com. Are you annoyed that I even questioned your truths, Kerr? Everybody else seems to question them, so why not? <laughs> People like to be lied to, Jeff. That's what I always say. On social media, they like to be lied to. Uh, you know what? Uh, not even a, an eagle team topic. I said the Phillies' bullpen is bad. They've been bad the past month. And, oh, stick to football. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, fine, then – you know, uh, oh, you got to get the football people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then you get them. And then I said back in June, Jeff Hoffman had a bad game. And I said, look, the guy's just not a major league pitcher. He throws in low mm-hmm. leverage situations. Well, I've been proven wrong over that. And yeah, I, I love to be, I love to be, I love to be wrong because, you know, it, it's part of the business. But, you know, that's all people want to mention. Oh, you don't know baseball. I'm like, okay, fine. I've been saying also the past three and a half months, Trey Turner was going to turn it around. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. So, you know, it goes both ways. Good on you. All right, let's talk about the birds and uh, the Phillies will do what they're going to do. We'll uh, certainly have fun watching them make a playoff run. In case you didn't see it, uh, the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl. Peter King just declared it in his <laughs> but, 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 morning. But, what did Peter? I thought Peter was a Boston guy. He should be on. He was. Uh, he should be on the Patriots bandwagon. Well, he can't be. Can't no. be. not in that division. But uh, he loves the Eagles. Loves them. They don't have a weakness back in the spring. He doubled down on that, Jody and Jeff. Um, and let let me. I, I just pulled it up. So here's what he wrote. I don't think there's a clear weakness on the Eagles. Corner depth, maybe backup quarterback. Well, my first question is, what about running back? What about safety? What about yeah. linebacker? Yeah, at corner corner depth. I remember when he when I read that yesterday. I'm like, corner depth. I'm like, they're fine there. It's it's safety depth. It's all ball linebacker depth. I mean, I know they just brought back Nicholas Morrow with that roster gymnastics thing. But you're right, John. Like, I know Peter was at what what I know he was at one practice. He was sure. at one. He was at one. Yeah, I mean, he's a busy man. He's got stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, he's got. That's not that's not my issue. I mean, and by the way, when he comes because of his career and he deserves all the accolades, you know, the red carpet comes out. He gets more access than anybody else. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I but corner depth, yes. I mean, from the standpoint of. I don't want to see Josh Job or Eli Ricks or Kalei Ringo playing over Darius Slay and James Bradbury. That's like any other position. But I love the youth and the upside of, of the cornerback depth. That's way down my list. Now, backup quarterback, yeah, I, I, they're, they're kind of weak there from my perspective. But, man, I can't get the backups until I deal with the starters. And to me – the, the assumption that Kenny Gainwell is going to replace Miles Sanders or insert name, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen there. Um, Nicobe Dean uh, is going to replace TJ Edwards. Reed Blankenship is going to replace CJ Gardner Johnson. That's a stretch. And I'm not even getting to Zach Cunningham, the other people in the backfield and the other safety. You know, I mean, it's a good football team. I said that at the top of the show. It's a really good football team. But there are weaknesses. There's weaknesses in every football team. 
including the Eagles. If the NFC wasn't as weak as it is, I don't think we're talking about this team as a potential Super Bowl team. But they are really good. But let's look at the competition here. Dallas creates their own drama. They should be good enough to go to the Super Bowl. I keep saying they'll be the Eagles' biggest threat, but I don't think that they're actually going to get the job done because they they haven't proven to me. San Francisco, who knows with Brock Purdy? They got the Bosa contract situation lingering. Oh, and also, their offensive line isn't that great outside of Trent Williams. So that's a concern to me. Now we get to the Eagles. Okay, the Eagles are loaded. They're loaded at quarterback. They're loaded at receiver. They're top-heavy, I'll say that. They're, they're top-heavy at a lot of positions, which is a good thing. But the depth of this team is going to be questioned. What happens when, say, I, I don't know, Darius Slayer, James Bradbury get hurt this year? Or what happens at, at say I actually think they're deeper at safety than most people think. But they don't. But replacing C.J. Garner-Johnson, it's a big deal. Replacing T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White is a big deal. I just think people are banking on these guys to just come in here and replace them. And I, I think Eagles will have, you know, the, their leaks in the in the pause, in the pipe this year. I forget how that, what the wording is, but overall, I still think it's a 12, 13 win football team. Yeah, it's a good it, team. It's a good I, team. I, that I, we all I, agree on. Yeah. Uh, some people think they can win the same 14 they did last year. I think that might be a little I actually predicted them to do that. <laughs> to win 14? Yeah, I, I said, you know what? If they can go 3-2 and two in that gauntlet and from week 11 to 15, I think they win 14. Okay. Uh, I'm not the 14, but 13 is, is a possibility for me. And the all-important game is going to be December 5th, 6th, 7th, whenever it is, first week of December, against San Francisco. For me, whoever wins that game is going to have home field advantage in the uh, championship game. I still believe that they are head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFC. There is a significant gap between Philadelphia and San Francisco and then whoever you want to put third. Personally, I think it's the Seahawks, but that's me. I I think there's a huge gap there. So I know we're all pumped up because the Patriots are coming up this week and the Eagles are back and football's returned. Can we get to December and that matchup between the 49ers and the Eagles? Because I kind of believe that's going to decide where the NFC championship uh, game is. You know what? Get me the week 11. Eagles Chiefs. Then get me the week 12. Eagles Bills. Get me week 13. Eagles 49ers. Eagles Cowboys week 14. Eagles Seahawks week 15. Uh, 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 there's some great football there. It's, that's it's, a good run. That's a good run. Yeah. And that, yeah, that will tell. But I, I do think, and on paper, look, I, I've said, uh, it looks pretty easy for the Eagles early. Um, and on paper, they should be 5-0. and Yes. Uh, and then you start talking about Aaron Rodgers and how the Jets are developing. Uh, we'll have to see. I think Aaron's motivated. I think the Jets are going to be very good. But um, I, I, I can't get the nagging suspicion out of my head. They're going to lose one of those first four games. And I, I don't know which one it's going to be. I'm not predicting. But just because of all the change, all the turnover. And I look at the first two weeks, and I, I, I thought about this uh, the other. And clearly, the Eagles are better than New England. Clearly, they're better than Minnesota. But then I started to think about it. It's Belichick and it's Brian Flores. And, and those are two, in my opinion, of the best five defensive minds in football. And you know how this league works, Jeff. Um, people take the offseason and they study and they see what the Eagles are doing well. 
and they say in the case of Belichick and obviously Flores learned from Belichick, um, I'm taking that away. I'm taking that away and I'm going to force him to do something else. I'm going to make him be left-handed, so to speak, if they're right-handed. Um, I'm going to force him into something they don't want to do. And ultimately, I think it could be good for the Eagles because I think it's good to have those types of tests. Um, but I also think there's there's a chance they get tripped up um, and people aren't expecting it. Um, the curveballs, the adjustments. I think a lot of people, well, the Eagles are so talented, but there are going to be adjustments. I don't know what they're going to be, but I know we're going to see them in week one and week two because those two guys are are good at good at defensive scheming. I do. I think Flores worries me a little more than Belichick because you don't have the whole week to prepare for him. You you only got what four or five days, but the Vikings' defense is nowhere near as good as the Patriots. No, it doesn't have the See, talent. That's where I was yeah. going to go. Brian Flores might be the greatest defensive mind in the National Football League. If you don't have players, you can put in no. great schemes. You can only hide so. Speaking much. of no players, I, when I was doing my ceiling and floor for every team and just going through the Patriots, I, I'm going to get slammed in Boston because I see you know what your team just isn't that good. I mean, your ceiling is nine and eight for me. Their floor was five and twelve and. I raved about the defense. Then I look at the offense. I'm like, you know, this team would have been great 30 years ago. The problem is it's not 30 years ago. We don't rely on running the ball as much. Uh, you know, they rely on the – they're going to rely on Mike Kosicki way more than they want to. Uh, you know, if you can name three Patriots receivers, congrats. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it, it's a bad offense. And <laughs> I mean, really, I feel like it, this is a game. Eagles All right, then, I, I, I feel like I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat. I feel this is a test. I'm going right, to go, go ahead. I'm going to go Juju. Okay. I'm going to go uh, Devontae Parker. Okay. And I'm going to go, I'm cheating. Here's where I'm cheating. Uh, Matthew Slater. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a cheat because you know he ain't getting a target. So if he gets a target, I, I, I may just technically, walk out Technically, track. technically he's a receiver. He is and, a receiver. You know, all right, two things, because since I brought up Matthew Slater, because um, you bring up, uh, and Jody and I have talked about this before, Belichick's the kind of guy, I was talking about defense, Belichick's the kind of guy that's going to zig when everybody else is zagging. And I, I think Dan Orlovsky was the first one who said it. And I said, yeah, maybe he's right. You know, everybody's playing light on defense. They got all these undersized guys. They got all these hybrid guys. Belichick might be the one that say, you know what? These guys aren't physical. I'm going to, I'm going to blow them off the ball. I'm going to run the football. Uh, that's number one. And number two, Matthew Slater might be one of the greatest special teams players of all time. Um, not, Tasker? not I, well, one of the best. And, and I was going to say not might. He is one of the best of all time. They have Marcus Jones, who I love dating back to the draft. They're good on special teams. The Eagles, as Jody and I have been pointing out, they aren't even paying attention to special teams, evidently. There's some cracks that maybe somebody as savvy as Bill Belichick can take advantage of. I actually think Bill's going to run the ball a lot on Sunday, just because of what you said, John. I, I think the Eagles' run defense is going to be tested. I think it's going to be one of those games where Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean are going to have to step up. 
Uh, you're going to see a lot of Ramondre Stevenson. I think we're going to see a lot of Ezekiel Elliott. Now, watch Mac Jones try and throw the ball 40 times, which that'd be great for the Eagles if he does. Right, yeah, you don't want that happening. That, that, no. So, and here's an interesting stat about this game. The Eagles led the NFL in rush touchdowns in the regular season with 32. The Patriots were tied for the fewest with seven. So I'm curious to see how that all coincides in the red zone when, when the Eagles get in there. I agree with Jeff. A uh, guy who's gonna could end up being a key week number one um, is their nose tackle, who we all the time say, well, he's not going to put up numbers. He's not going to get tackled, but he's going to draw those two guys. Well, he better draw those two guys if it's obvious that the Patriots are going to try and run the football. Then he should be on the field a ton against New England in week number one, taking up those two blockers and letting our others make tackles. They're not going to have to get him off the field because it's a passing down if you tell me the Patriots are going to run it as much as they are, Johnny Mac. Yeah, we could. Uh, it could be a good conditioning test for Jordan Davis as well because if he doesn't play a lot of snaps, that could be an indication the conditioning isn't where it needs to be. Um, if that's the case, how is that not bad? Uh, yeah, rookie year, right? You're going to cut him some slack. He's in the NFL, NFL all last year. Now year number two. And you're pulling him off the field because he's not ready. Well, I, I, it hasn't happened yet. I, I, if I'm, it happens, how bad a sign is that? I think it's a bad sign. Yeah. I mean, one of one of the under one of the underreported things about those Georgia guys, everybody raves about them, and not just here but everywhere. Um, they don't play a lot, and they didn't. All of them don't have great conditioning when they hit the NFL level because they're not used to playing a lot, and they weren't used to playing a lot at, at Georgia. Um, those concerns have already cropped up about Jalen Carter a little bit as well. Um, yeah, I mean, he should be, and he taught, he's talked about it numerous times in the off season. He's in better condition. He's better prepared. Yeah. I mean, if, if the Patriots are going to, are going to run the ball, like everybody thinks he's got to be out there. He's got to be out there. A lot of snaps. Yeah. Another underrated aspect of this game. Ezekiel Elliott was the worst running back in the NFL last year. The Eagles will get their best version of whoa, it because whoa, it's week whoa, one. Whoa, whoa. Time out. How he was the worst make... running back in the NFL last year. He was. By by what dynamic are you coming up? Yards with? per carry, yards before contact, yards after contact. He basically was a liability for the Dallas Cowboys last year. An $18 million liability. Uh, it, yeah, it, How many touchdowns did he score? 12? 13? You know what? He got the ball at the one. I mean, we're going to do this with Jalen. We're going to do it with him. I mean, he was not a good running back. Like no, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't, I, you know, when it came up, um, you know, because of the name and people are saying that, I think Ezekiel himself kind of brought up the Eagles at one point. I'm like, no, stop it. It's not, no, 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 no. This is a descending player. The advanced numbers, as Jeff points out, are really, really bad. Um, those things don't turn tend to turn around. But he is a good short yardage runner. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't want to pay a short yardage runner $18 million a year. Not even um, $6 million, which is what the Patriots are getting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now, hey, I'm not paying him. Uh, if you need to convert fourth and one – and you're gonna you're gonna block the play and not get blown up. He's probably gonna get it for you. So I think he can contribute, 
Well, yeah, I, I, he's not a good, he's not Ezekiel Elliott. I, I think people see the name. He was one of the best running backs in the NFL for four or five year period. He is no longer that. He was uh, my favorite running back for, yeah, for what you said from 2016 and 2019. And then you saw that decline in 19 and he never really recovered, which again, I think goes back to why you don't pay running backs. They saw what the Cowboys did and it blew up in their face. All right, quick question for both you guys. Um, how many yards do you think he's going to rush for this year, Ezekiel Elliott? Depends on how they use him. Well, I'm asking you to look in your – Well, they only got – They only got – I come think... up with a projection, and how many yards do you think he's going to run for for the New England Patriots this year? I'm going to say – I'm going to say 550 if he stays healthy. Uh, I, I'm, five... close to, I'm close to you, John. I said about – I'll go like 500 to 600. At, at 3.8 a clip. <laughs> I, I gave him 3.5, and I thought that was being generous. There. Right, I just yeah. don't if, think he's good anymore. Uh, yeah, they. I think, I think, and I haven't, I think they only kept two running backs. Now they'll probably elevate uh, somebody. They only have one quarterback, too. Now they right got now. two. They uh, claimed uh, Matt Corral. So oh, he's the best. So I think he's on the practice squad. I think they got three quarterbacks on the practice squad. No, they right? claimed him off waivers. He's on. He's on the roster. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's he's the backup. Uh, I, and I like Corral, but I, I don't be don't be shocked. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if Ezekiel Elliott runs for more yards than any Philadelphia Eagle running back this year. Boy, that's a bad sign if that happens. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, the Eagles Oof. aren't going to the Super Bowl if that's the case. I can't say it's not possible because I don't I don't have confidence in the Eagles. I'm the I, only one who doesn't have confidence. Well, Jody evidently is as well. You mean you're well, not on the DeAndre Swift hype train there, John? Uh, no. And here's all. here's not why. And maybe we find out week one. Maybe some uh, one of the three backs. And I here's the scary part. I don't know who it's going to be. It looks like it's probably going to be more Kenny Gainwell than anybody else, but nobody knows that for sure. I really think they're going to play this rotation all year and play the hot hand. And there's a chance that all three running backs could run for 500 yards. And if Ezekiel gets 600, guess what? He's got more than any. Uh, he's he's only sharing carries with one other back, whereas the Eagles have three guys who could be sharing it. And that uh, gives them a chance to actually have more yards than any Eagle running back. I still trying say to pick up the November. Oh, go ahead, John. They got to have a running back. Yeah, they have they have Ty Montgomery and uh, Kevin Harris, who they I traded, know nothing about. Yeah, they uh, traded the Pierre Strong last week, so he's not there anymore. And Ty yeah, Montgomery has catched the ball out of the backfield guy. He's not going to get carries. Yeah, I mean, well, it's got to be Ramondre for them, who, who I think is a pretty good back, by the I way. I do, too. Um, uh, it, but, yeah, if he gets hurt, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Um, the Eagles running back situation is interesting to me because so many people have no problems with it, including Peter King, evidently. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't like uncertainty, Jeff, on week one. I don't like it. Um if you tell me you're uncertain heading into week one, that is not a positive sign for me. So if we're sitting here debating, like Jody's saying, maybe three guys get 500 yards, that to me is a freaking disaster. A lot I don't want three guys with 500 yards. A lot of people are writing about like this. It's 20 years since the three M monster. I think of a uh, Frank actually wrote something. I'm like, do people forget going into that year? That was a big thing. Like we weren't sure what Brian Westbrook really was yet. 
Corral Buckholder was coming off a major injury, and Deuce was Deuce, but you were like, okay, he, he he's going to his free agent year. He's getting older, and it ended up working out. Like, all three were really good, but I, I think you got to use all three like that. And I still say Rashad Penny's ultimately going to be the closer on this team come November and December. I, I think they're going to be relying on him a lot more than people think, not early in the year, but later. Yeah, see, I, the Eagles, uh, if you count, you want to put Trey Sermon's 19 yards in there, you can. Uh, they rushed as a combined group, all the running backs together for about 1,600 and change yards. I think they're going to rush for 1,600 and change yards again this year. They're just going to be spread out over yeah. three guys rather than – and there were three guys last year too, but Gainwell will have more. Boston Scott will have less. Uh, Rashad Penny's going to get his fair share. Yeah. I just don't see anybody. I hope I'm wrong. I hope someone comes in, grabs the job by the throat. Well, let me turn and make it a question to both you guys. Do you think that's what Sirianni wants? I, I think, think so. he wants someone to step up and say, yes, I am this year's Miles Sanders. I am going to be the main back. I'm going to get the ball the majority of the time. I'm going to put up 1,200 yards. Do you think that's what Sirianni actually wants? Or do you think he's better with the rotating back system? Well, I think he wants someone to take the reins. I, I think the, and again, this is going to be a good thing for them. You're going to have a week where Rashad Penny has like 15 carries for 130 yards. And you're going to be like, well, how did he do that? Or you're going to have a week where DeAndre Swift catches like six passes for 80 yards and runs for like 50 yards on like 10 carries or something like that. You're going to have those weeks, I think, with this team. I think that's, in a way, it's kind of a sneaky strength. But I think what Nick does is he does want one of these guys to be Miles Sanders. Uh, last year in the playoffs, it was Kenny Gainwell. Can it be Gainwell again? I don't know. I, I mean, secretly, I think they want DeAndre Swift to do it, but I, I don't know. For some reason, I think it's going to be Rashad Penny at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I'm on. He doesn't want a committee. Uh, coaches only use committees because they have to use committees because nobody steps forward. I mean, the guy is a, a, a obsessive about preparation. The last thing he wants to do is whether it's we talked about uh, the Jets, October 15th, the Chiefs, November 20th, the 49ers, Jody was talking about December 3rd. The last thing he wants to do is go into those games saying, I don't know who the who, who the guy's going to be a running back. He wants to prepare. He wants to set up certain things for, for certain players. And I think DeAndre, it's more about the passing game. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think. I don't believe him for a second when he says he wants a, a committee. He wants a committee only if he needs a committee. Um, he wants he wants a lead back. He could have used the committee last year. No, nothing was stopping him. Um, but Miles was better um, than the other guys. Somebody's got to be better than the other guys. And he got paid this offseason like he was better than the other guys. All right, Jeff Kerr, since you went there, I'm going to double down on this. Let's say your guy Rashad Penny goes for twenty. What did you say? Twenty carries a buck thirty-five. I, I, I think like I, I think I did fifteen. I, fifteen carries one thirty-five. Well, I mean, he, the guy's Rashad average. Pretty good. He's not that good. He's not getting a buck thirty on fifteen carries. Uh, he's he's gonna have a he's gonna have a sixty-yard run and a thirty-yard run. Uh, Jody, I'm just saying he's led the NFL mm. in yards per carry the last two years, six point two. I mean, he, Un he's understood. if you watch him, he's had some. 
monster games over the last two years when he's on the field. All right, I mean, here's the game. I'm going to give it to you exactly how this is going to play out. Week three against Tampa, he gets 21 carries, goes for a buck 20-something, 30-something, whatever. They would take that. And they're going to be ahead of Tampa so they can pound it, and he's going to be effective pounding it, and he's going to get 21 carries. Next week against Washington, DNP coach's decision. Well, he'll play. No. He will sit. Charity's he going Greg Popovich. He's been yeah, yeah, I'm you going, are going Greg Popovich yeah. load management after a 20-plus carry game the next week. He doesn't even dress. He is one of the inactives. You're going to have to come up with another name for Penny on the inactive list. Last week they had the Book of Job sermon last year on the inactive the sermon from the Book of Job. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Somehow yeah, you're going to have to work a Penny into that. Because he's going to sit week four because he gets 20-some-odd carries the week before. Load management hits the NFL. Jeff Kerr, your thoughts? A penny for your thoughts there, <laughs> Jody Mack. No, I, I don't see it. I mean, I can see him limiting hey, his carries. I'm the, I, I'm at, I understand I'm out there on the limb by myself on this one. Hey, you know what? But when it happens, here. when it happens, you can I'm take the victory you guys go, How the, did you come up with that? Yeah, you you could take the you could spike the football. You you don't even have to take the young bucks victory lap. There's my wrestling uh, term uh, for the day. Um, you don't even you could take you can do it all. You can celebrate. The Eagles do their load management during the week. They're going to do plenty of that. But there's too few games in the NFL to Greg Popovich. You can do it in basketball. You can do it in baseball. All right, so I'll ask, I'll ask about you guys. Uh, week one, New England. Week two, Minnesota. Week three, Tampa. They're not, even though we continue to say they have complete disregard for special teams, and Boston Scott may be their kick returner. We haven't even determined that yet. They're not going to activate all four running backs every week, are they? Oh, I yeah. think more often than not, they're only going to activate three, correct? I think they activate all four. Yeah, why? I mean, at this point, you don't have any special teams players, so you might as well have to be. All I, I, get, let me the first punt, whoever punts, they're going to just send ten out and go. Hey, we don't really need eleven. Um, we don't really, we don't really have guys who play special teams, so we'll give it a shot yeah, here with Boston, nine guys running Somebody's got to go down to try and tackle somebody, right, Johnny Mac? Well, Boston helps a little bit, um, and he can Boston play as be a gunner. No. Certainly not. The Gunners, I project, are going to be Josh Job and Ailey Ringo. That would be my guess It's the Gunners, but that's just a guess. Job will be one of them. Uh, my other guess is Ringo. Um, yeah, it's not good. I, I don't know what to say about special teams other than I don't know what the hell they're doing on special teams. Okay, so I'm going to play full prediction here. Britton Covey's the punt return on opening day. Yeah, That's the only thing I know. Yeah, that's the only thing that wouldn't surprise me. But well, yeah, why isn't Blake Gilligan on this team right. yet? But if you Britain worked him Covey, out. If Britton Covey is the punt returner, which I kind of agree with, I think it's got to be the case. That means one more guy's got to be inactive, and you got four running backs active, and you got Covey coming up from the practice squad. Who the hell's going to be inactive on this roster as of right now? We got seventy-five defensive linemen. None of them are uh, going to uh, yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Uh, other, other, other than Kentavious, who's a guaranteed to sit week one? Moro Jomo. Yeah, Moro. Uh, uh, one. Uh, Patrick Johnson's going to sit. Um, 
Do we think Eli Ricks sits, sits week one? I, I think so, because I yeah. think Ringo's going to play on special teams. So um, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I haven't thought a lot about the inactives, but obviously uh, probably one of the offensive linemen's going to sit. Uh, trying to think. They so, uh, Do you think they sit him? Um, I'm trying to think. Let me look at my roster. Um, yeah, I got um, line up here. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Jack's going to be up. Uh, and then you have the other backups. Um, One of the tight ends is going to sit. It, you know, to me, Fred's get, Fred's going to be up. To me, it's going to be Tyler Steen versus uh, Sua. Um, you know, maybe they sit the rookie at least early in the season. Um but to me, one of those two guys are going to be inactive. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you just can't play all the defensive guys. Right. But play them all. John, have you got that list of special team snaps from preseason? Did Calcaterra play any special teams, coverage teams? Because uh, mm. Jeff just said that one of the tight ends are going to sit. I think there's a better chance that one of the back sits over one of the tight ends. Because I think they oh, have I, Well, I definitely – they don't need four – tight end so i definitely agree one of them is going to sit um it, it, it's you know albert alcaterra who's it going to be well how how quickly this albert it's going to be it's going to be calcaterra but how yeah. quickly early in the season does alberto catch on in other words if they don't think he's ready to play early uh it, it might be him but long term it's definitely going to be calcaterra i'm i'm it if, if they sign a punter, Jeff was asking, why haven't they signed a punter? They worked out four. Obviously, he wants the Penn State guy. No because he's the best there. one of the bunch. Not No bias there, by the way. No, I'm not, joking. I, I know not. He might be. I'm, both he and Miss Anelli in the last week yeah. have told us, how did they not sign the Penn State guy? Yeah, yeah we, we, we know where um, the rooting interest is coming from. It, 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 you know, by Wednesday, we'll know, because the Eagles push this off. Uh, but they'll have it in place by, by Wednesday's practice. If they have a punter, obviously that makes it a little bit easier because you don't have to elevate a punter from the practice squad when you talk about the elevations. Um, I'm looking for Calcaterra on special teams. 11 snaps in two games, but he didn't play a lot. So he didn't play a lot in general. Um, not that he was a deference guy, but, you know, they didn't have Albert O for the entire preseason. Right. Uh, so I think it shifts a little bit. So he played a little bit of special teams, but long term they're not going to dress four tight ends. And Albert's better. Um, it's just a matter of how quickly he learns the offense to where they feel they can get him up there. I or mean, they, or they have certain packages for him already. That, yeah. that might be the first two games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That's where I was going. Sorry. If they do uh, sign uh, a punter, I, I, I sorry to uh, interrupt, John. Quick question: How many times did they activate four backs last year? Um. Well, Sermon was somebody hurt in Jacksonville. Not often, but they didn't have a fourth back this year. They have four backs. Yeah, yeah. They are they are deeper running backs than they were last. They year. had they had the coach's pet. Trey Sermon was on the team Man, all year, and the coach guess loved what? them. I, if you have the chance to play Boston Scott or Trey Sermon, Jody, who are you picking? 
Yeah, yeah, Boston Scott, I hear you, but I'm just pointing well, out and it works, last it, it, year it, when it, they it, had the chance to activate four backs, they activated three all year. And I would say this, Jody, it works on both ends. Part of that was Miles as well because you had a lead back. If you have a lead back, you, you don't have to dress four. If you're going to go with true. the stupid committee, you got to dress the four. So if you choose one back, then you don't have to dress the four. Um but if they're going to go about it the way they're going to go about it, they got to address an extra one. But Calcaterra, that's before I forget again. If they do sign a punter, I think he's gone. I think he's the guy to go um, off the 53. All right. Here's right, some, somebody's got to go. All right. I, yeah. I'm going to play with Jody here. Do you think they sit Boston Scott and have Rashad Penny return kicks? He has done it. Not, not in a while. He's done it. Yeah, in college. In college. Yeah. yeah, I think Seattle tried him in the preseason. They said we're not doing this with our first round pick. We're just not going to do I it. Know. I don't know. It, uh, it, it, I, I, here, here's a surprise for you. I think he could end up being a key return guy for him. Is Alameda? I think they may get him back there for both punts and kicks. If they don't elevate Covey, I think he's their punt returner, but I kind of do think they're going to elevate Covey. And if they do elevate Covey, I think he'll be the kick returner if they sit Boston Scott. Wasn't Brent Covey like top – wasn't Brent Covey top five in punt returns after like week five last year? Yeah, he was was very good down the stretch as a punt returner. I I, I don't like him on kickoff returns because I fear for his safety. Um, There's – John's bigger than John. All you got to do is this. Catch well, the ball he could, he can and do wave that. that hand. You can, can take a that. fair catch anywhere in the field now. Uh, you know what, you know, Jody, you can do that, but I, I'm just telling you when that ball comes and those guys are running, you want to go. You want to make a play. Yeah. It's adrenaline kicks. And by the way, I don't like that sentiment. And by the way, I think Jody's 100% correct. I think we're going to see that across the NFL. Teams just taking the football to 25. They took it out in the preseason because they were trying to get a feel for it. Uh, And who cares if you have a crappy kickoff return in the preseason? Uh, So I think we're going to see a lot of teams default, just take the football to 25. But damn, man, when you have a kick returner, and I always go to my guy, Cordero Patterson, when you have Cordero, he changes games. He Flip tilts games. I, I, I don't want to just go, oh, take it to 20. That's what the Eagles did last year early in the season with Britton as the punt returner. They're like, just catch it. We have a great offense. Britton actually talked about this. We have a great offense. Just secure the ball. We're going to ch- – no, come on. Don't give up. And they're giving up on special teams. But here's, here's where I'll I'll defend the Eagles a little bit. You're right. I think that they, again, their, their complete removal of worries about special teams bothers me. Return and cover. But they're not alone. Who but are no, they? They're they're going back with Cordell Patterson, who, to his credit, has become a factor on offense, not just kickoffs. And they might even ask him to do a little bit less this year just because they need him in his Swiss Army knife role down there in Atlanta. Who are the kickoff returners you fear, Johnny Mac? Who are the guys you go, all right, you got to be careful where you kick no, with this I mean, kind of yeah, it's less, They don't exist. I mean, They're not in the league. Yeah. The Eagles uh, might uh, not uh, have one, but neither does anybody else. Okay, here's what bothers me about them not caring about special teams. Did they just ignore Kadarius Tony's punt return last year and that god-awful yes, punt? Yes, Like, well, they know that's how they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, That's how they lost the Super Bowl. Aaron Sippus and special teams. 
Yep. Not Jalen Hurts fumbling, not the defense. And defense is terrible, but that's how they lost the Super Bowl. Right there. Oh, I agree. I agree. That's the play that tilted the game. Uh, and they didn't learn from it. We were talking about that last week, Jody and I. They didn't learn from it because they just cut all their good special teams players. Or, or you know, it's not their fault that Zach McPherson and Sean Bradley got injured, but they got injured. Uh, and you got to deal with it. And you have um, to react to it. Yeah. And I don't think they react to it. Now, maybe these guys, maybe, like I said, Ringo has the potential to be a really good special teams player. Um, even Nolan Smith, because of his athleticism, um, has the potential to be a really good special teams player. All indications are those guys uh, accepted the role, sort of uh, enjoyed the role at Georgia. But it's a big difference at the pro level. Uh, you saw what Christian Ellis did. We're like, they were so bad on special teams last year. You remember when they elevated Christian Ellis? I mean, they're they're against the Titans, and he played yeah. phenomenal that day. Yeah. And Nick all week was saying, we're going to make some changes. We're going to make some changes. And we're asking, what's the change? You'll see. You'll see. It was one guy. And by the way, that one guy made it made a freaking big difference. That, that exactly. one guy made five changes, pretty much. Yeah. He, he was literally a five and one play. You know, I I said in I think I said to you in May, uh, John, Christian Ellis is on this team just because of what he did on special teams last year. He'd be the worst linebacker in the world. Didn't even matter. Yeah. And then yeah. and then he actually prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C cell tumors. Do not use GLP1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP1 prescription medications at trylifemd.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Played okay. Yeah. Uh, Spring, and that's why he's on this team now. All right, Jeff Kerr, last thing for you, Mr. NFC East. Cowboys, Giants, week one. Somebody's got to win the game. And I'm hearing from fans on both sides that Oh, we're we're right at, right on the Eagles' back, right breathing down the Eagles' neck. If uh, all the injuries go our way, we could go by the Eagles this year and keep that streak intact. That nobody wins the NFC East back to back years again. You think the Eagles are going to win it? John thinks the Eagles are going to win it. I think the Eagles are going to win it. I don't think either the Cowboys or the Giants are good enough to take it from them. But somebody's got to win that game, and they'll be strutting their stuff and saying they are right on the Eagles' back. Who's winning Week One? Giants, Cowboys. Oh, yeah. 
Cowboys. I still have a lot of questions about the New York football Giants this year. I, I really do. And I don't even think it's going to be a Daniel Jones type thing. No one he throws the ball to outside Darren Waller really scares me. They got a bunch of twos and threes at receiver. Their offensive line still isn't great. They need Evan Neal to take that Andrew Thomas type lead. They're That's a lot the, better than they used to be on the offense. Oh, 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 yeah, it's Thomas definitely is, better. Thomas is really good. But if you're gonna, really good. oh yeah, but if you're going to stop the Eagles and the Cowboys front, you need to be better on the offensive line. Uh, I think their defense is fine, but is Daniel Jones really going to be as efficient as he was last year? They're going to have to rely on him. It's you know to, to do more to be the All game right. manager for Saquon. Are right, you ready? Ready for a hot take? You know I'm not a hot takesman, but everyone. Not at all, Jody. I'll throw one out there just for spits and giggles. Um, next 48 hours, New York Giants trade for Mike Evans. I could see it. That he wants out of Tampa. I like it from the Giants. I, yeah, I do too. I, yeah. I, I I love it for the Giants. I mean, I think that's a move they have to make if you um, want to be honest. Yeah, they need, they need playmakers. Um, and I'd like Jaron Waller too if he's healthy, number one. He hasn't been healthy in a in a couple years but i mean look i see dallas goddard all the time dallas goddard is to me is the fourth best tight end in football and he's pushing the top three he's right there you might even say it's a a a a, a group of four now but i still wouldn't want him as my number one guy um tight ends being your number one guy is not not good now kelsey did it uh last year he deserves credit but for the majority of his career it was tyreek um and travis kelsey's a little i think he's in a different class too yeah well so do i i'm not you know uh, that's a hall of fame player but very rarely is a tight end going to and even kansas city is a much different offense they're not as explosive as they were with tyreek hill um now they persevered. They won a stinking Super Bowl. And, so and Daniel fine. Jones isn't pretty, Patrick pretty, Mahomes. Pretty explosive yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's fine. But uh, I and, and but he's the outlier. You know, you don't want your tight end to be your number one threat. You just don't. Is no matter how good they are. Even George Kittle. George Kittle's phenomenal. I don't want him. I need Debo. I need Brandon Ayuk as well. And that's what makes um, the 49ers dangerous because George yeah. Kittle isn't the number one guy. Yeah. It's All scary. Right. So uh, you two uh, want to be general managers. Tampa asks for a first-round draft pick for Mike Evans. I'm 30, not giving that up. 30-year-old guy. That's the going rate. You pay him for it? No. Not a first. No. I mean, two, not only is he 30. Plus, would you go uh, two next year and two the year after that? I, I, no. that's a lot for Mike Evans. Yeah, that's a lot. Right. That's well, then, guess lot. what? You're, you're not getting Mike Evans. Tampa's no, not then, just going to give him away. Oh, that's you, fine. You won't I give mean, a one. You won't give a two and a two. Guess what? He's staying at the end. You, you know, the you. Giants redid Daniel Gray. The, the, the ink isn't even dry on their quarterback's contract, and they renegotiated with him yesterday to clear about $4 million in cap space this year. They sure as hell didn't have to do it. They're doing it for a reason. And the only thing I can think of is they're going to try and get an upgrade of wide receiver, and Evans is the big name that's out there. But you got to be willing to pay for him. Tampa's well, not just going to give him away. They should. They can't Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, Wandell Robinson, 
Cole that's, Beasley me to death, that's for sure. Well, that's why it's difficult for Tampa. I mean, Tampa's not a contender, although that defense is better than people think. I'm but. telling – I will say this. I will not be shocked that Tampa does end up winning that division just because that division is not good and the Baker Mayfield actually cannot turn the football over and stop being stupid. Their defense is going to really catapult that team. Yeah, yeah. that defense is good, but – as Jody points out, he's 30. We were talking about him last week. He's 30. I think it was with Spielberger, Brad Spielberger. He's 31 now, right? Well, he's 30, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine consecutive thousand yard seasons. That's why it's so difficult for him. A lot of tread off the tires. So you start to think, yeah. all right, where well, are you? How much you want to pay? got a thousand yards last year, somehow. Uh, yeah, but uh, look at look at Julio Jones, and that's who Brad brought up. So I'll give Brad the credit. I mean, Julio Jones was Julio Jones right up until he wasn't Julio Jones. <laughs> now he's won. out of the league. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the greatest receivers of all time. It, you know, that's the trick. You know, when it when is yeah, the when Julio, is the Julio got hurt, didn't he? Evans plays, Evans plays all the time. He never gets hurt. Well, he gets hurt. He gets his thousand yards. Well, I think Evans know, stays around I mean, as a red zone guy, though. I, I think he has a longer career than most people think. He just won't be Mike Evans anymore. Yeah, so Julio had one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive, seven out of eight. Um, he got hurt in his third season, and that's why he didn't have uh, – Eight, eight, eight out of eight. And then it was a sharp decline, really, in year nine. Um, yeah, I don't know what would scare me for long-term deal, because obviously Mike Evans has proved – Mike Evans has been – I'm not criticizing him as a player. He's been a great player. But you know the decline is coming relatively soon. Yeah. Did you guys it, hear It's a one-year one rental. You're making a play for this year, that, and you're for the Giants. So do you think the Giants will do that to put their chips in this year that they think they can uh, compete with the Eagles or be second? In yeah, the but division? doesn't Mike want a new deal? That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, he wants a new deal. That's Mike, the whole point. He so he's not going to accept a rental. Uh, he would, That's why he's complaining down there. Although maybe he'd want to go to a better team. I mean, Tampa Bay's, although I don't know if the Giants are better than Tampa. <laughs> I, I think Tampa, they are. That's Giants the thing. are better than Tampa. Come Tampa's on. got a really good defense. Really good defense. And they you think, the, they, you and they think their defense is better than New Orleans' defense? Yeah. This yes. year, yes. Yeah, I, I think you're both nuts. Uh, the Saints are going to win that okay. division because okay. of the defense. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say about the Saints. Don't be shocked that the Saints, and, and again, I, I just said don't be shocked Tampa wins the division. But also, don't be shocked if the Saints are that team that well, anybody the Eagles for home field. Can, anybody could win that yeah. division. But look at the quarterbacks the Saints face, and look at that weak schedule. I, I hate to be the schedule guy, but the Saints should win 11, 12 games. And if they don't, it's because of Dennis Allen, who is the biggest fraud of a coach in football. Well, re remember, Shaq biggest Barrett fraud, is bad. And Here's what I'm going to remember about today's show. Dennis Allen, biggest fraud of a coach in the he NFL. He should not have a head and coaching it, job, and he and, does. And, Ezekiel Elliott is the worst running back in the NFL. It's yep. hot take, Jeff Kerr. It's hot take. It really is. It, it's hot on that hot take limb there today. I, I feel better about my DNP running back decision with the Eagles than your stance on a couple of. Hey, here's all I'll say about. Dennis Allen is a 320 win percentage as a head coach. Yeah, and well, got I, a second I, job. I agree with Jeff. I don't like Dennis Allen as a head coach. I, I don't think he's the worst head coach because I saw. 
I'll tell Josh you who the worst head coach is. The guy, the guy, the guy who you guys are pumping up in that division. The Bucks head coach is a worse coach than Dennis Allen. He's very good, but not much better. Right. He's right. a defensive coordinator wearing a head coach hat. He's the same as Allen. Only well, yeah, I, I don't think Todd Bowles is a great head coach either. No, and um, I don't think – I think Josh McDaniels is just as bad, if not worse. But here's what I'm talking about. Bita Bea, uh, uh, Shaq Barrett's back. Everybody likes Devin White. I don't. But I love Levante David. Antoine Winfield Jr. is amazing. They got they kept Jamal 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 Dean. Dean's a very Dean. good player. Uh, Tryon is a is a very good player. They got pass rushers. They got Kalijah Kansi, who I love coming out of the draft. Uh, yeah, their defensive line, their pass rush is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that I worry about them, their yeah, offensive exactly. line, they're going to get Baker killed. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Jensen, that's a big loss. That's a big loss. And Tristan Wurst is going to the left tackle. I, 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 I even if Baker Mayfield plays good, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't <laughs> even just... know. Uh, they're going with uh, Robert Hainsey as their center. I God guess. bless him. Didn't Tom Brady hate him last year? Um, and, I don't and, know. And Todd Ball's pulling the string. Good luck, Buccaneers. All right, Carr, we kept you way over. We appreciate your hanging out with us. Yeah, Hot Take Tuesday with I Jeff Kerr. I Love did it. write that. Ezekiel Elliott, Dennis. I, I, got, I, I got one more for you. I got Frank notes, Reich Carr. is the best coach in that division. Frank Who? Reich is the best coach in the NFC South. That's probably true. I mean, look at it. You got Arthur Smith, you got Dennis Allen, you got Todd Bowles. It's, we just it's ripped called the, the tallest midget in the circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that Frank's <laughs> going to be putting that on his resume anytime soon. I would put hey, it I'm, on my resume. I'm the best coach in the NFC South. And not a lot of competition there. Uh, Jeff Carr, thank you very much. Thanks, we'll Jeff. talk to you again next week, brother. Jeff, I'll see you guys next week. Jeff Carr, CBSSports.com. Hot taking us here on CBS, on uh, uh, Verge 365. That's not usually Kerr's modus operandi, uh, but he was uh, fun with us today. As will Andrew DiCecco be. Who is the reigning champ? The reigning. Where is Bobby Heyman? Where's uh, Heyman when you need him? The yeah. reigning, undisputed roster champion of the Eagle Beat Most Riders. exclusive club in the world. And now Andrew uh, DiCecco gets the uh, green jackets. And he gets the Kelly Green Jackets for the next 340 some odd days until you got to have a cut down again next year. Andrew Ducheco from InsideTheBirds.com will join us here on Birds 365. Stay there. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 Heading down the shore.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. You got Mac and Mac, Jordan McDonald, John Cohen, Birds 365. It is game week. The Eagles actually going to play in the next five days, Sunday against the Patriots in New England. Um, I Here's something I'm going to bring up with Andrew DeCheco when we get him up here, and I'll do it first with Johnny Mac before we get Andrew up. Um, seeing articles written, hearing certain people talk, Questions being asked of Nick Sirianni, including potentially today if he's got a uh, availability and the like. Um, how much do you really think, above and beyond the guy who Peter King yesterday picked to win defensive rookie of the year, Jalen Carter, who both McMullen and McDonald love and think he's got a chance to be a star for the Eagles for the next umpteen years if he doesn't feel the need for speed, if you get what I'm saying. Um, how much production they really going to get out of their rookie class? Because, uh, oh, the rookie class, the rookie class, the best rookie class in a long time. Really? Do Does this, and I know it's Nick Giuliani, it's only his third year, but what rookies has he yeah, look at last year's rookie class. I mean, Reed Blankenship played more than anybody else, and he was undrafted guy. Yeah. So uh, people, people tend to overrate the immediate impact of rookies. That's uh, my point league. here, Johnny Mac. Yeah, I mean, but there are certain guys who overcome that. I think Jalen Carter has the ability to overcome that. I don't think you're going to see a lot uh, from the rest of the class, and if you do, it's because of injuries. Um, I do think they want Nolan Smith to have a role, but it's going to be a, you know, 15 to 20 snap role. If his shoulder holds up, uh, Tyler Steen's going to be a backup. 
uh, Kaylee Ringo is going to be a backup. Tanner McKee is going to be a third stringer. Moro Joma is going to be inactive more often than not. Um, and that leaves Sidney Brown. That's the one guy they sort of need, I would say, to be on the field. And all you have to do is look back to last year's draft. I keep bringing it up. There was Kyle Hamilton, a great player, great young player. Uh, you and I loved him coming out. I think, you know, he's one that hit the ground running, tremendous safety for Baltimore. And then he had Dax Hill and Lewis Seen. And the other two didn't even play. And I, I Dax Hill, I think, is supposed to take a step up this year with Cincinnati. Seen as like the fifth safety on Minnesota, not even close to playing. Um, it ain't easy. And and this kid's a third round. Well, pick. Safety, you're specifically talking about safeties. Yes. At first, I was trying, where's John going with this? Are you talking safeties? Yes. Brown is a safety. It's tough for rookie safeties to break into the yeah. league and more than people think. And, and the knock on Sydney uh, to this point is not his athleticism, it's, you know, is he going to make mistakes? And and right. this defense is built on limiting explosive plays. That's number one on Nick Sirianni's list. And if he's gambling, he's not where he's supposed to be. You know, they're probably going to rely on Terrell Edmonds and or Justin Evans. You know, it could end up being the 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 savior of the rookie year. And again, sorry to say, Eagle fans. I think it's being overstated by some members of the media. Ooh, the best rookie class the Eagles have had in two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. No, that's not the way the Eagles use their rookies. But what could end up uh, putting this class over the top, let's say Jalen Hurts gets hurt in the game week three against Tampa. Well, you don't want that. Gonna go in. Marcus Mariota goes in and actually makes a two touchdown lead disappear. And then if Jalen should miss some time in the second half of the year, Tanner McKee to the rescue. It could happen, Johnny Mac. Second half of the season. You don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. There's a lot of stuff that has to go wrong for that to happen. Number right. one, you're going to lose your starting quarterback who's a potential MVP candidate. Number two, your backup has to play like you know what. So I don't, I don't want to. If you're an Eagles fan, Tanner McKee had a nice little story, great preseason, looks like he's got an upside, but you don't want to see Tanner McKee until the next spring. You don't even want to think about him. Just just putting it out there that if worst, the old worst-case scenario should uh, rear up its ugly head, that that's the way this Eagle rookie class actually becomes – a best eagle class in a while. All right, McDonald and McMullen here with Young Birds 365. I see the champ is here. The, the champ. champ. John the champ Cena's is here. here. Yeah, too many wrestling references. I, I, it, look, he's not wearing a crown. I expect him to uh, show up with a crown. He, and a sash. Close, yeah. close enough with the headsets on. Andrew DiCecco from InsideTheBirds.com joins us next here on Birds 365. <laughs>
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles Yeah, it's game week here on Birds 365. The Eagles are going to play a game that counts. Won't that be nice on Sunday against the New England Patriots? And they will activate 46 players. They will have 53 on the roster, but they cut it down last week. And it was victory lap time for Andrew Ducheco from Inside the birds.com, who in the assembled group of Eagles beat reporters was the closest to getting the most guys right and the practice squad uh, players they signed thereafter. What was the key decision to her winning this championship, Andrew? Vigilance uh, and just paying attention to everything going on, thinking how the coaching staff and the evaluators think. And I'm really meticulous when I file away my 53s. And finally, it, it paid off. Um, it was a lot of fun to do the exercise. But um, that's the key, Jody, vigilance. Vigilance. So that's like a backhanded slap at me. That means I'm not paying You didn't do your man. vigilance. I'm not vigilant. But he's right. I'm not vigilant. So congratulations, I, I said, Andrew, joining the most exclusive club in the world. Uh, this side of the U.S. Senate, I see Joe <laughs> rolling, rolling his eyes. But uh, the champion, you get to brag for 365 days. And trust me, if if I'm an example or Bo Wolf or Kemsky, you should be bragging. So never stop bragging. Uh, you you guys know me by now, though. That's not really my I style. Know. That's not your style, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but we'll try to get to. It, we'll it, try to get you. It truly is unfortunate because these three braggadocious guys yeah. deserve that. Rubbed in their face. That's right. Oh, yeah. We de we deserve it. There's no question. We deserve <laughs> it. Um, all right, but let's get to game week, as Jody said. Let's talk about uh Eagles Patriots. Um 
Peter King was out there again back in the spring, Andrew. He said, I can't find a weakness. He's been looking, and he still can't find a weakness. He mentioned cornerback depth a little bit. He mentioned backup quarterback. He did not mention running back. He didn't mention safety. He didn't mention mm-hmm. all-ball linebacker. Hey, I think the Eagles have a really good team, but I see plenty of weaknesses. Am I wrong, or is Peter King wrong, Andrew? <laughs> Peter King's wrong in this instance. I mean, there's there are – Several areas of concern. That said, it is a really talented roster. But when you're comparing it to the team of last year, there are certain deficiencies there. You mentioned safety. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys like Reed Blankenship's an unproven entity. We think that he's going to have a big season, but Terrell Edmonds, he's an ordinary player, and so on. Off-ball linebacker. I mean, Nicobe Dean's played 34 snaps. Christian Ellis is an unproven player. Zach Cunningham was available for a reason. He stepped up and got the second job, obviously, to his credit, but we have to see a lot more from him. And I also think that when you look at it, you talk about wide receiver depth, outside wide receivers. I I think that there is some opportunity there. Zacchaeus is (laughs) 5'8". Quez Watkins is coming off, uh, the embattled Quez Watkins, coming off a really tough season in which he has a lot to prove. And he would be the first guy up should something happen to AJ or Devontae, they need a blow, whatever the case is. Uh, you have four guys in your practice squad, but I thought it really behooved the Eagles to add a veteran there. I mean, we're splitting the hairs a little bit here, but they are there are some some areas of opportunity here. All right. Uh, John and I, I've said it once. John said it uh, once. We've each said it a dozen times that it's so funny this entire offseason. Now that we're coming to the end of the offseason, we're going to actually get to talk about football that's played on the field. We talk so little about Jalen Hurts because he's a given. Uh, last year, he was a question mark. This year, he's a given, which we're probably underselling Jalen Hurts. And that's not even what I'm talking about here. I want to tell you there's another player like that with the Philadelphia Eagles, and his name is Dallas Goddard. We almost never reference Dallas Goddard here on Birds 365. It's just, all right, we got one of the best tight ends in football. Check mark. And we move on to something else to talk about. Are we underselling what Dallas Goddard's contribution could be for the Eagles coming into the season, Andrew? I think so. And it's funny you say that because like a half an hour ago, I was just writing about this. It's one of my predictions for this season. <clears throat> I think he gets a thousand yards if he stays healthy, Jody. And that might be a tough sell considering the running backs that are going to be a factor in the passing game. But he was on pace to get that last year. And I think as Jalen Hurts right. continues right. to evolve, so too will the passing game. And he's, Jalen's working with Brian Johnson, his offensive coordinator. He has a long-standing relationship with him. I think you're going to see a, a gradual progression here. And I think as the passing game evolves, you're going to see Dallas Goddard get more involved. You're going to, it's it's not too out of the realm of possibility to see three 1,000 yard receivers and still be able to support the running uh, the running backs factoring in the occasional passes to Zacchaeus and Quez Watkins as well. I think that by the end of the season, Jody, Dallas Goddard is going to unequivocally be regarded as a top three tight end. All right, top three. From four to three, I think Dallas is number four. Who's he's taking a spot? Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews. That's George cool. George Kittle. Right. Oh, all right. Ooh, you think Kittle's going to Kittle. Yeah, just with the injuries and the amount of weapons they have there in San Francisco, I don't know if that's it's if it's going to be feasible for Kittle to maintain that top three standing. That's fair. All right. Uh, fair enough. I want you to take off your crown because I want you to put on your Bill Belichick hat, Andrew. Um, 
you just kind of mentioned there's a lot of weaponry on this offense uh, with a great quarterback coming off a historic season. If you're an opposing defensive coordinator, what do you do? What, what do you come in? What do you try to stop? What's goal number one? Say, you know, basically you got to pick your poison, but, you know, what's the weak point? What do you have to say? Where do you make them left-handed? Or can you make them left-handed? Well, there's such a multifaceted offense, and it sounds cliche, but they're really tough to defend. I think if you're Bill Belichick, you have to stop the off-schedule throws, the off-schedule plays from Jalen Hurts. That's what makes the offense so lethal and really unlocks their full potential. I think you have to take away A.J. Brown because he's a difference maker. When he gets going, it, it sort of radiates. The confidence radiates throughout the team. He's a factor in the red zone. And I, I think if you're if you, you can only take away a couple of those guys, I think you want to eliminate the off schedule plays and take away AJ Brown because he's a three level threat and somebody that I think can take over a game as we've seen last season. I don't know this number off the top of my head. I probably should. So I apologize for that. And John, if you can figure it out or look it up, or if you know it, please tell me the average run pass ratio in the national football league. I got believe is about two to one is 66, 33. Do they hmm. throw it two to every two passes? Every I don't, one I don't think we're job? that bad yet. Probably, and I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I bet, you probably... sneaking, I bet you it's sneaking up on it. <laughs> it's more than 60-40. I don't I know. Think 61, what do you think, Andrew? I'm thinking 55-45. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's that, qu- it's that quite there yet. I think it's, it's a little – I think you're going to see a lot more – of the passing evolution this year, in, in my opinion, and less less inclined to become this. Now, I would say country. this. In the guts of the game, it's probably more to what Jody says because people pass to get the lead, and then they try to close it. So in the fourth quarter, somebody's always trying to run the ball um, because they have a lead. Uh, not necessarily if it's a close game, but you know, if you're up two scores, then you're going to run the ball. And it kind of skews things right. a little but, bit. But the other team is down two scores, and they're throwing, 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 throwing. They abandon the run. So it basically comes out the same uh, over, over time as far as I'm concerned. That being said, all right, maybe I overstated it two to one that it's 66%. I actually would probably go about 61 to 50, 49. Um, but what do you think the run-pass ratio is going to be for the Patriots game one? Hmm. assuming the way the game plays out, it's not a blowout. The Eagles scoring their first two possessions, uh, get a pick six right off the bat from Mac Jones. And before you know it, it's 17, nothing Eagles. Assuming it's still competitive at halftime. What do you think Belichick is going to do as far as run pass ratio goes? Oh boy. Uh, I don't even, I don't know about what the ratio is going to be, but I know that they have probably one of the most lackluster uh, arsenals of pass catching weapons in the NFL. And I think that their plan is going to be a ball control style offense with Ramondre Stevenson, try and pound it up the middle and really wear on those linebackers, which we've alluded to with the Kobe Dean being an undersized player, really take those safeties to task and see what they can do there and control the game. But I mean, Devonte Parker is there a Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, these are none of those guys are viable weapons that are going to threaten Darius Slayer, James Bradbury down the field or anything like that. I think that you're going to see some shrewd game planning and look to control the clock from Bill Belichick. 
Yeah, I, I think if things go well for the Patriots, you're going to see uh, a big running game. You're going to they're going to run the football. But obviously, if if they're behind by two touchdowns, all of a sudden you got to scrap it, and that's probably good for the Eagles. I mean, uh, not only do you're going to have that lead, but you're making the Patriots do what they don't want to do. So, yeah, it's always – ratios are always about who's got the lead in the fourth quarter. That's basically what it comes down to. Um, so I don't pay much attention to that. But I do think Bill Belichick has <clears> – you know, he's got two things, right? He's got the cachet to do it, and he's got um, the savvy to do it. And I talk about it all the time, Andrew. When everybody's zigging, somebody's going to zag. Is Bill Belichick going to be the one? Jody's just talking. This is a pass-first league. No doubt about it. Everybody is loading up with coverage players. You mentioned the undersized players the Eagles have. I've been asking a lot of people, and I'll ask you, at what point does somebody wake up and say, you know, we can bully these guys. Let's 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 let the pendulum swing. Let's run the football down their throat. Bill might be that guy. Is that what he's doing? I think they're going to be first first in line to try it. I certainly think that's going to be his approach going into Sunday. Is seeing if they can pound it between the tackles with Ramondre Stevenson, and Zeke Elliott, and impose their will. Now the Eagles are you know they're they're very formidable in the trenches as well, but the running backs get to the second level that can pose some problems. And, you know, the, the safeties like such as the Sidney Brown, if he's has a viable part, if he's a prominent part of the game plan, well, tackling hasn't always been his strong suit. He's missed a lot of sure tackles trying to make the big play. I mean, these are certain variables that you have to take into consideration. All right. The last two years we've watched the Philadelphia Eagles from the day Nick Sirianni is hired and put his staff together implement the way they wanted things done and grow and change, but uh, pretty darn consistent across the board as to what they wanted to do and how they wanted to go about doing it. As John likes to point out, Gannon had to adjust a little bit year one because he didn't have enough talent. They had a mm-hmm. talent on the defensive side. He was able to do things a little bit differently in year number two, but they're pretty darn set in their ways for the two years. They got two new coordinators on both offense and defense. I don't know how much we could really learn from either the joint practices or the preacher. We listen to them both talk and they play their cards pretty close to the vest. Are we going to come out and just see a carbon copy of what the Eagles have been the last two years in week number one? Or do you think either Brian Johnson and or Sean Design will do something in week one where we go, all right, that's going to be different about this team going forward. Oh, I, I don't think you're going to see exactly what you've seen the last two seasons. I think there are going to be some wrinkles, particularly on the offensive side. Sean decides may be really interesting to see how he chooses to deploy his personnel, Jody, because obviously he's abiding by the philosophy that Nick Sirianni wants to wants to carry on with his team. He they want to limit explosive plays. Uh, he stuck by Jonathan Gannon despite the incessant criticism. So I think you're going to see Sean Desai have his own little personality and f- add some flavor to the defense, but I don't think you're going to see suddenly ex- see this blitz-heavy defense that's going to take all these risks and be the Buddy Ryan defense, let's say. I, I think you're going to see him have his own spin to it, but to expect it to be completely transformative, I, I just don't see that. No, it's going to be the same philosophy. <laughs> uh, but – 
I think Sean Desai, and I say this to Jody all the time, he's better branding. That's half of the battle. Um, you know, he, I think he expresses things in the right way. Whereas I think Jonathan Gannon, and maybe it was because his time at, uh, at Temple, maybe he understands the city a little bit better, but I got to tell you, um, I, this is one that has been, it, it's Andrew, it, it, it perplexes me. This I, I had to go look it up, and I said, when is the last time the Eagles had the number two ranked defense in the NFL? Well, I kept going down. I went to pro football reference. I kept going down. 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 1991. Wow. 1991, they were ranked number one. That was the best defense in the contextual nature of the NFL, because it's a different era, that's what I think people are missing. Like, nothing against Eagles fans, but they're very provincial. Most NFL fans are. They pay attention to their team. They don't pay attention to a lot of other teams. It is hard to play defense in the NFL. It is hard to be number two in defense. And by the way, 16 yards away from being number one. Um, 70 sacks, it ain't happening again. Guess what? If Jonathan Gannon was back and Javon Hargrave was back and TJ Edwards was back and CJ, it ain't happening again. It's so difficult to replicate. And I've I've long said that being a defensive coordinator in this city is the most unpopular position to have because you're always going to be under intense scrutiny. Yeah, it, it's so difficult. So it, my expectations question, if those are the expectations, can Sean decide do anything to make the fan base happy? Or does it come down, if you win the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter if you have the first-ranked defense or the 15th-ranked defense. If you win, nobody cares. They wanted The only difference between 2017 – and last year, Andrew, was one stop. That True. technically there were worse on defense in Super Bowl 52 than Super Bowl 57, but they won the football game because Brandon Graham had the strip sack. Um, Tom Brady had 505 yards, but that's another conversation. Is there anything Sean Desai can do to make this fan base happy? I think if he turns up the heat on third down, doesn't necessarily provide some resistance to these quarterbacks not compiling that uh, the completion percent that high per- completion percentage, and I think if he mixes up his looks and provides some variance there, that may be enough to satiate their appetite for this uh, Buddy Ryan esque defense or the defense that they're sort of conjuring in their head. But um, I, I don't. I mean, as far as him being able to win everyone over, I, that's just not going to be feasible. But I think. He'll have his own wrinkles that might they might do enough to mitigate some of the some of the some of the. Uh, <laughs> some by, of the by the way, the Buddy Ryan defenses. Uh, I'll give it to you real quick. Seventeenth, twenty third, twenty seventh, eighth, twelfth. When he was with Chicago, are you talking about or no? Here. Here. The really? Bud Carson, the Bud Carson. So, defense. so uh, 
Rich Kotai took over and took Buddy Ryan's defense. Well, remember, Bud, uh, Bud Carson, uh, they ranked number one in, in 1991 with Rich Kotai as the head coach. Yes. Yeah. 19, uh, number one. I uh, remember 91. The, you bring the house, we bring the pain against yeah. the Houston Oilers. And the next year, the next year, they were sixth, and then it went down to 17th. And that was Bud, Bud Carson. I'll tell you who's going to benefit from the change of defensive coordinator. I'll set the number for you right now. You guys go under over. How many sacks did the Eagle linebackers have last year? All Eagle linebackers. Oh. <clears throat> um, including Edwards Teach, and Kaiser White and anybody else who stepped in. Well, nobody as else frequently as they so, did. Yeah, a the handful only of snaps for the entire year. Yeah. But how no. many sacks did Eagle linebackers have last year? Uh, TJ had two, John. Yeah, some, I, I mean, you only have to add two players. So, yeah, they don't blitz. So, yeah. And by the way, to be fair, if you're getting 70 sacks with your front and you're blitzing, you don't, you don't need the linebacker. You're, you're, you're the dumbest uh, defensive coordinator. Understood in the that, of the but planet. that's one time. Did, did Kaiser White have any? I don't think so. No, I don't remember. He, he didn't really make a ton of big plays. He was just a steady, no. steady player. No. So um, I will predict that Nicobe Dean doubles the entire linebacker output all by himself this year on sacks that he will get, if the Eagles combined all their linebackers got two last year, he's getting at least four. That N'Kobe will be a guy who will be given a chance to blitz a little bit this year. It's a strength, I think, this side knows it, and therefore he'll try and use it. And, yeah, anybody who scouts Eagles and looks at last year's tape is going to go, all right, well, they never bring a linebacker. So when he comes, he might come untouched. I say N'Kobe Dean gets four sacks. So the under over is three and a half. You're going under or over Nicobe Dean Sachs. And I will take the under. Oh. What is the number again? I'm sorry. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a, I, I'm going under. Yeah. I'm going over. Under. Four sacks for Nicobe <laughs> Dean this I'm year. Write under. it down. Now, I, well, I, now, I mean, uh, it. it's not an insult to Nicobe. It's they won't need to blitz him because their front is so good um, that much. So that's the reason. I think he has the potential in, you know, if he was in Wick Martindale's defense, I think I would take the over. Um, Brian Flores, we were talking about earlier, I'd take the over. Uh, in this defense, I'm taking the under. Right, it's got to yeah, do with the I'm, scheme I'm, and the blocks. I'm banking on Sean Desai opening his coaching horizons and now not I being as <laughs> stayed as the previous defensive coordinator did without ever blitzing linebackers. I will say this. I think Josh Sweat goes over 11 sacks. I think yeah. he leads the Eagles in sacks this year, 13 plus. Wow. All right. That's a I like that. Number. I like that. He had a great uh, summer, great player, maybe the most underrated player on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see how the thumb impacts Hassan Reddick, though. I'm a little concerned about that because hands are a big part of a pass rusher's arsenal. And if you can't use your hands – and he's got a big club or something of that nature. I think that could affect Hassan a little bit, but I can't see any scenario <clears throat> where the Eagles don't have a great pass rush. Um, Cause Jalen Carter, man, oof, uh, you know, he's going to beat people and they are going to have a good pass rush, but <laughs> law of averages, you ain't hitting 70. 
No. I'm, I'm sorry. You're not hitting 70. Teams are going to speed up. They're going to make adjustments. They're going to get the football out of their hand. You might be just as successful, but you're not hitting 70. Um, and I don't think that's a problem for the Eagles, but do you think it's a problem uh, for the people that follow the Eagles, I guess is what I'm saying, Andrew. Uh, I, I think if the defense is performing well and they're not uh, there's not really giving cause for concern i don't think that they're going to be keeping tabs of the sacks it's i think if the sacks are timely and and things like that or but if there if there's games where they're, they're just not getting to the quarterback it comes down to winning right if they win yeah. everything's fine but if right. they lose but if they're it'll obviously come under the spotlight if quarterbacks are sitting back there patting the ball uh, you know surveying the field and getting the ball out with a high completion percentage and they're not getting home that's when you're going to start to see, well, they had 70 sacks last year. Where are they? They have the better personnel now. What, what's the difference? All right, Andrew, feel free to, if you feel the need, insert the word only. But if not, so be it if you've got more than one. The thing that actually does concern me a little bit about the opposition this year, uh, this week against the Patriots is what? What is, what is it that the Patriots do? What is it the Patriots have that, although you think the Eagles are a better roster, we're all on the record with that. Um, first week on the road, the thing that concerns me most about the matchup with the Patriots is what? Fill in the blank. Stopping the run. I think that they're going to try and establish a, a physical element early on. And I would also say special teams, Jody. I mean, they had Marcus Jones on punt return. He's an explosive weapon and the Eagles are really hurting in that area. So, I think that there could be a game this season in which special teams cost them a game as the unit currently is constituted. So this could be one of those games where a big return here messes with field position and, and Marcus kind of, Jones, baby. Man, I love them. He's I an explosive player. Yeah. Um, I was hoping the Eagles drafted him uh, to get to see him play. Uh, but yeah, I mean, We've been talking about it, special teams, Andrew, as the – well, I'll end it here, at Andrew DiCecco, insidethebirds.com. Make sure you follow Andrew, the reigning champion of the Eagles uh, beat writer uh, roster uh, pool. Um, you got it right. So what did you know about the Novacare complex that somebody like me didn't know because I said, well, you got to keep a couple special teams player. Does anybody care about Michael Clay in that building? I looked at it. You're right. And, and it, these were like, there was like a couple players that I was on the fence about when I was getting towards my deadline. But <clears throat> knowing that there's a lot of young players here and some of those guys aren't going to, or they're going to clear waivers, they're not likely to get claimed. I think that you can elevate them on game day and, and find a solution that way. You can't elevate everybody. But I also think that they saw that unit wasn't particularly – it was like off malign last year and it cost them uh, games. And they might want to just see what they have with the guys that are there and see if they can mix up, mix and match personnel and find some solutions. Patrick Johnson's there. He's a guy that latched on as, as the final edge rusher. He's going to be the the captain now, really. He's he's, he's their uh, most tenured. But how do, how, how do you even dress Patrick Johnson? Uh, I think I, I think they're going to have to because he's solely here for that purpose. Um, he doesn't contribute a whole lot on on defense, but he played seventy five percent of the special team snaps last year. Um, Kayvon Wallace was a player who played a ton last year on special teams. He's not yeah. there, so something has to give. Somebody has to play these snaps. I think 
Mario Goodrich is a player who played a lot of special teams in the preseason. I don't know how you can dress that many corners, but the uh, the game day active roster is going to be really interesting to me, yeah. how they choose to uh, I, I don't think they spots. can dress six edge rushers. I, I don't think, you know, I think it's Calais Ringo, man. He's got to play special teams and he's got to play it well. I, I see um, him as an early and active for through, until they feel comfortable throwing him out there. I just don't think that Ringo's ready. But oh, I think I definitely that Pat, don't think he's ready to play corner. I, I, I don't. I, I just don't know if they. Well, maybe he could play Gunner. I think that yeah, that's a, that's, that's a what spot. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he Josh Dobin, Ringo. That's my yeah. uh, my projection. Howie um, and Howie and Nick laughed the other day when they were going through the rise of stuff. But Jordan Mailata on special teams. Somebody's got to play special teams. There's eleven the guys team. they got to put out there. Come on. Yeah. Who's there's no Kyron play? Johnson. No Kayvon Wallace. Uh, uh, um, Zach so McPherson, Sean, Sean Bradley, Bradley are gone. Uh, injury wise, I don't uh, think I don't think Ben Van Sumeren gets an elevation this week. I, I think that that would might a, be a key guy. Let me ask both you guys: Do you think they're still going to ask Nicobe to play special teams? I don't no, think they can. Now he's can. calling the defense. He's got yeah. the green dot. He's too too valuable to what they're yeah. looking to do. I think maybe Nicholas Morrow might get a call up this week. You might see because they're really young mm-hmm. and inexperienced at that position yeah. outside of Cunningham. But well, I you mean, got to elevate a punter unless you sign one of these. Yeah, guys. so there's there's two spots probably yeah. right there. They also don't have a backup center. Well, Cam's the backup. Yeah, I mean, Cam Cam's will just move Cam's over. the backup. Um, and then you got to figure out right guard. Is it going to probably be Driscoll? Driscoll seems o- like they like Opeta. Opeta's the first man up at left guard. Seems like at right guard they're way more comfortable with Jack Driscoll. So that would probably be their in-game solution yeah. if anything were to happen. Yeah, I don't think Tyler Steen's ready yet. I, I think they you think would he's going to be an active week. One. I do. I do. I yeah. Do. Yeah. yeah. So do I, I do. Yeah. I champ. We congratulate you on your win. Please, please tell me you're going to rub it in with McMullen as often as you possibly can. I'll and see John. You do, I'll see you in Foxborough, oh, John. <laughs> all of those guys. I don't want you to just beat up on my partner, but any of the former champs who strut their stuff. Oh, especially Bo. Bo never shuts <laughs> up about it. Yeah. Oh, Bo. just feel free to poke him in the eye every chance you get. Uh, and enjoy your year as champion. You know we're going to tap into you plenty during the year. Thanks for hopping on before the season gets underway, Andrew. Always enjoy talking to you guys. Have a great day. Our nice, bud. Andrew Ducheco, part of the InsideTheBirds.com crew and podcast here with us on Birds 365. All right, Mac and Mac coming back. Johnny Mac prepping to talk to the coach today. Maybe we'll even get him to tell us what question he's going to ask. There's only one way to find out. We'll ask him who he's going to ask Sirianni. Birds 365 coming right back. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 Heading down the shore. 
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. That guy's running out of time here on a Tuesday before a Sunday when the Eagles will be in action. We've been waiting months to be able to say that. Looking forward to talking birds. Yeah, the rest of the week, fine. But then after the game, be that much better next week. But you got to get into Sunday's game. You got to get to Sunday's game. Then you got to play it. And the Eagles still have some decisions to make between now and then. Will Nick Sirianni be forthcoming when you get a chance to... uh, do your virtual press going to come right out and say, I'll tell you right now who our punter is. I'll tell you who our punt returned. Go, You're not going to get any of that, are you? No. When have you ever uh, seen Nick Sirianni be forthcoming? Uh, certainly with competitive advantage. Competitive advantage. So, uh, Jonathan Gannon doesn't have a quarterback, and he's still playing the, quarterback, uh, the competitive advantage card out in Arizona between Josh Dobbs and uh, – uh, who's the other one? Clayton Toon. I don't even know Clayton who it Toon is. Clayton Toon was there. Clayton draft Toon. Pick. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure the other side is petrified uh, trying to figure out which one he's going to go with. Yeah, that's, um, that's that's one of those. The headline writes itself, like the the gambling one we yeah, had last the tune. week. Yeah, that's a good. He's name a, that tune. Name that has tune. Has to be the headline in Arizona. For a lot the, of good uh, potential tune headlines in Arizona, uh, but nobody's scared of Clayton Tune. So, but you know that's what these guys believe. And now he's not going to tell you who the punter is going to be. He's not going to tell you who the punt returner is going to be. Um, you know, before we go, I do want I, I want to say one thing, Jody. You Douglas lost his son, uh, the Eagles' great uh, pass rusher. I just wanted to send. Uh, condolences your colleague over at WIP um, awful uh, his son died in a car accident in Atlanta um, 
And I, you know, I always wonder how parents deal with that type of thing. You're in his early twenties and it's terrible. And I just wanted to send that to you who is, uh, obviously worked in Atlanta for years and now he's back up in Philadelphia and, uh, just condolences to him and, and his family. The Douglas family and, uh, uh, yeah, the WIP family as well, because you has become a valued member since he's come back real quickly as fit friend and become part of the family at WIP. All right, brother. So you got uh, uh, Sirianni duties this afternoon. Uh, good luck trying to get anything out of him. Uh, but then you and I will be back. I'll try and get plenty out of you. You back with me, Manana? You in? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, practice tomorrow. Ooh, it's a game week. Wednesday game week. We're start. It's starting to get real, Jody. Starting Is, to get uh, real. Oh, I know what I got to ask you. I might as well do it here on the air. Mike Gill back from the lengthy vacation? I think so. I got it. So. That's another thing. Yet. That's on my. You that's on my to do list. But it's okay. post Labor Labor Day of week one. I gotta believe he's working this week. So. I was in the car. I guess I forget where I was. Where I was close enough to get the signal from down the Jersey Shore, which I usually can't get it where I live, but I did. And uh, yeah, somebody was filling in for him on Friday, so he was on vacay again last week. Living we his hope best life, man. He he really is. We'll see if that includes uh, the Mac and Mac guys. Probably got some new T-shirts, I would think. Uh, what will Mike, uh, the West Virginia thing, he won't be done in this week, which, oh, by the way, an aside, quick aside, no problem with James Franklin scoring a touchdown with six seconds ago the other day. In college football where style points count, oh, yeah. where they it don't counts. just have yeah. standings, where your margin of victory counts, if you can rub it in, rub it in. I yeah. took some calls over the weekend on my broadcast outlook. How dare he? He knows what the spread yeah, is. He's trying yeah. to cover the spread. No, he's not. He's trying to run up the score. And Top that's what you have matters. to do when you're playing for votes. Yeah. yeah I got and no I love I love a good upset. You don't see many upsets in college football, let's Post, be honest. Duke, somebody, uh, somebody had Duke on the money line last night. I won't tell you who that was, but I know somebody who had Duke on the well, money nice. line. Oh, so, uh, yeah. nice. But I just like seeing a Duke the Dukes of the world beat the Clemsons of the world. That's always pretty cool. And, and Dion with the, the biggest upset of them all over the weekend. But uh, some people going overboard with that, they're going to make the college football playoff. Come on, let, let's not get carried yeah. away. Anyway, we're doing all this talk at the end of the show. We could have done it during the show, but this is Bird Street 65. So we stick to the Eagles. We will tomorrow with Gil and Adam Kaufman. From WBZ up in Boston, we'll get a little bit of a Patriot preview as well. Behind <laughs> enemy lines, Patriots. That, yeah. That's where we go. And Kaufman's a good dude. Uh, and uh, looking forward to talking to him. You get McMullen and McDonald back here in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.